I'm Virginia Allen, and this is the Daily Signal Top News for Monday, November 13th. Here are today's headlines. Former President Donald Trump's sister, Marianne Trump Berry, has died. She was a retired federal judge and Trump's older sister. She was found dead this morning in her New York apartment. Barry was appointed to be a federal judge in New Jersey by former President Ronald Reagan in 1983. She was later appointed to the judge of the United States Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit by President Bill Clinton in 1999, where she served until 2011. Barry formally retired as a judge in 2019. According to Fox News, Donald Trump, who is one of five siblings, called his sister a highly respected judge in 2016 while saying that they disagreed on policy issues. Trump's oldest brother, Fred, died in 1981, and his youngest brother, Robert, died in 2020. His last remaining sibling, Elizabeth Trump Grau, is 81. Turning now to Israel, the Israeli defense minister says Hamas has lost control of the Gaza Strip. Defense Minister Yoav Gallant says there is no force of Hamas capable of stopping the IDF. The IDF is advancing to every point. The Hamas organization has lost control of Gaza, and he continues, terrorists are fleeing south, civilians are looting Hamas bases, they have no confidence in the government. In Israel and in Gaza, much of the focus over the weekend and today has been on Al-Shifra Hospital. The hospital is located in Gaza and has been without power for several days after it ran out of fuel to run the generators. Israeli troops are closing in on that area around Al-Shifra Hospital and other medical centers in Gaza because intelligence suggests that Hamas has established operations beneath the hospitals. Israel has called on Hamas to surrender the base beneath the hospital. The New York Times reports that Israeli security officials say that Hamas has spent the better part of 16 years building a vast command complex under the hospital and setting up similar bases underneath other medical facilities in the enclave. American intelligence also indicates that Hamas has established operations in tunnels below the hospital. Israel is pausing military operations for four hours every day to allow for civilians to escape, but of course, evacuating the sick and injured from hospitals is complicated. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu joined NBC News over the weekend and made it clear that Israel's goal remains the same, to destroy Hamas. We've set a, a specific target, that is to destroy Hamas's military capabilities and to destroy its governance capabilities over the, the, the two million people that it holds hostage in Gaza. That is something that we are achieving step by step, and I assure you we'll complete the task. Netanyahu added that if you want peace, security, and a future for not just Israel, but also the Palestinians, then Hamas must be destroyed. Here in Washington, D.C., a large pro-Israel march is taking place tomorrow on the National Mall. The march is being organized by the Jewish Federation of North America. Hundreds of thousands of people are expected to attend and support Israel and the Jewish people. 
The Daily Signal reached out to Capitol Police and the Metropolitan Police Department to hear what law enforcement are doing to ensure everyone's safety at the rally tomorrow. Capitol Police and Metro PD did not provide specifics, but said that they are doing a great deal to ensure the security of the event. Those attending the rally who see anything suspicious are encouraged to call 911. Well, speaking of news in Washington, D.C., we have seen a great uptick in carjackings in the nation's capital. And a Secret Service agent opened fire on suspects Sunday night who were attempting to break into a government vehicle. The Secret Service agents were assigned to guard one of President Joe Biden's granddaughters, Naomi Biden, in D.C. Here's what we know. At 11.58 p.m. on Sunday in the Georgetown neighborhood, Secret Service agents approached three suspects breaking the window of a parked and unoccupied government vehicle. According to the Associated Press, one of the Secret Service agents discharged his weapon but did not strike any of the suspects. The suspects fled in a red car, according to the Associated Press. Carjackings in the nation's capital have been exploding in the past year, which follows a trend that began to escalate in 2020. In 2022, there were 485 carjackings in the city. But when Representative Henry Cuellar, a Democrat, was carjacked in D.C. at the beginning of October, it was the 753rd carjacking in 2023. Well, shifting gears here for a moment, let's talk about the presidential campaign trail. It's getting a little narrower. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott announced on Sunday that he's dropping out of the Republican presidential primary. He announced his decision to step out of the race in a live Fox News interview on Sunday night in America with Trey Gowdy. Take a listen. I am suspending my campaign. I I think the voters uh, who are the most remarkable people on the planet have been really clear that they're telling me not now, Tim. I don't think they're saying, Trey, no, but I do think they're saying not now. And so I'm going to respect the voters and I'm going to hold on and keep working really hard and uh, look forward to another opportunity. Scott had been lagging in the polls, but had met the minimum threshold to participate in all three Republican primary debates. With Scott's departure from the race, there are now currently seven candidates still in the running. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy, and former President Donald Trump. Finally today, here at The Daily Signal, Tyler O'Neill has been investigating seven harassment claims against the parental rights group Moms for Liberty. He found all seven claims to be baseless. Media Matters trumpeted the claims months back. The Southern Poverty Law Center A left-wing advocacy organization put a target on Moms for Liberty back in June when they labeled them a hate group. Critics have claimed that members of Moms for Liberty harass school board members and other parents who disagree with them. Moms for Liberty co-founders Tiffany Justice and Tina Deskovich have repeatedly insisted that there is no evidence that Moms for Liberty encouraged or engaged in school board threats. Justice said in a statement that their organization is looking to get the right people elected and change bad policies, not threaten or harass people they disagree with. And for more from Tiffany Justice, be sure to check out our morning show tomorrow morning where Tyler O'Neill is going to be sitting down with Tiffany Justice of Moms for Liberty to talk about some of those claims and dive deeper 
in to some of the claims that have been made against Moms for Liberty. But with that, we are going to leave it there for today. Thank you for being with us. If you have not done so, take a minute to subscribe to the Daily Signal podcast wherever you like to listen. We are across all podcast platforms. And take a moment to leave us a five-star rating and review. Thanks again for joining us this Monday. Have a great night. We'll see you right back here tomorrow morning for Tyler O'Neill's Conversation with Tiffany Justice. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.